This is the penultimate episode of Chef's Dream, the podcast which goes behind the scenes at SCAFA, the School of Culinary and Finishing Arts in Dubai. If you didn't join us from the start of this series, we'd love you to go back to the beginning so you don't miss anything. I'm Ray Addison, a graduate of the school's professional kitchen course, and I'm revealing what life is really like for students at the largest vocational culinary institute in the Middle East and South Asia. Coming up, we meet a successful businesswoman turned student who believes you're never too old to try something new. Age is nothing. You can learn. Every day you can learn new things. It doesn't matter your age. Chef Toyo explains how SCAFA offers a range of intensive skills classes for both professionals and amateurs. People that work in bakeries and want to know more, they come for the whole thing. People who want to start a tiny business, like a home business, you know, people like that come. And we find out how former student Seema is using her newfound expertise to teach her own cooking classes. It was honestly one of the nicest times I've had doing the course and I learned a lot in SCAFA. I thought I knew a lot, but whatever I knew got even more refined. Week 12 of the Pro Kitchen course sees the students continue with five intensive days learning key international recipes. Here's culinary director Chef Francisco Araya to explain which three countries they'll be focusing on and why. Week 12, we're going to do Spain. Even though uh, Spanish food hasn't had, you know, in, in times of a big recognition, yep, where the, where the food world is today is mainly because of Spain and their influence, their cuisine moved from a very simple tapas-style cuisine into a very fine dining. So today you have restaurants all over the world that use that this tapas system in a 10, 12, 14, 25, you know, tasting menu, just having one bite. So it, they, they really changed the way we, co- we cooked, as cooked, and the world that people eat. They've been very modern. All the modern techniques, I think I would say 90% have been developed or used in a proper way, you know, in Spain. And today, I would say Spain is the center of the food world. Doesn't matter if anybody likes it, I don't care. <laughs> but it, it is what it is. Yep, so we give two days to understand this concept of tapas, you know, of having different things at the same time, different flavors and so on. We'll also, uh, as we do Spain, Spain has a big influence in South America. So during that week, and, and, and also to relate it to this, you, we will have Peruvian cuisine. Uh, Peru has become a, a center also very relevant in the food industry. Uh, just Dubai has 16, 18 Peruvian restaurants. That is, it's quite weird, you know, when you think of a country in the other side of the world. It's a big country, but not that big. So uh, we try to show that influence, the, the way they cook and so on, but also related to the influence of the Spanish. So you start seeing a lot of influence. We also do Mexican cuisine. And in the Mexican, uh, even though the, the world is used to Tex-Mex more than Mexican food, it's also there's a big link with, you know, Spanish cuisine. Because when Spain came into America, they really brought, you know, their produce, their way of eating and so on and so on. In a certain way, they covered what was there before, but they have a big influence. And the biggest biggest cities or, or parts of America that were relevant for Spanish, that they were the biggest empire in the world, it was Mexico and Peru because they were very rich in natural resources. They still are. Mm-hmm. And we keep a day there for the Middle East. Yep. Also the Middle East because you can see that Spain was conquered 500 years by the Arabs, right? So 
when you look at Spanish cuisine and you see, let's say, when you make paella and you speak about saffron, it's something that's an influence from the Arabs. When you see when they use lemon, lemon is also an influence from the Arabs. So it fits that week that we do Spain, uh, uh, America, and we put in the, the Arab side. I was slightly surprised that, that there wasn't more time spent on the Middle East because a lot of the students here will be going into uh, big hotel chains and things. And, and obviously, um, Middle Eastern cuisine is Arabic cuisine is, is huge in, in all of those locations. And so what was the reasoning behind sort of not doing sort of two or three days on that? Uh, the reason behind it is that uh, we are an international school with an international curriculum, right? And... Uh, um, uh, you're right that every hotel and restaurant in the Middle East, you know, will have a, an Arabic cuisine, being a, a GCC, a Saudi Emirati, or being a Levant. You know, there's going to be Lebanon and Syria and Palestine, even parts of Iraq, Jordan also. But there's enough people who do this. Hmm? You know, so when you when you go into an Arabic kitchen, you realize that it's only Arabs. It's very difficult to find somebody from South Asia, for instance, in an Arabic restaurant because there's a lot of people who do this. We want to keep the idea international because chefs, uh, as a profession, being a cook, has become uh, first or second uh, a profession of easy moving around the world, right? So focusing that much on something that they learn on the job, yep. We prefer to just do a, 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 an initiation into it. And they'll, whenever they go, they're going to learn and they're going to have to do it, basically, for sure. Time now to introduce you to another student. As you'll hear, Kira is a successful businesswoman who wanted to try something new and believes you're never too old to learn. My name is Kira. I'm 46 years old. I'm from Tunisia. And why are you here at Scaffa? What made you choose uh, Scaffa Culinary School? I chose it because I heard that is a good school. Uh, they will train the people coming here, good uh, environment. Really, I enjoyed it here. I enjoyed it, the chefs. All the people here are friendly, helpful, so kind. So you're like me, slightly older than some of the other students. We're in our 40s. What made you decide that you want to work in food? I never cook at home. I wanted to learn how to cook, how to... Um, my work is I'm doing my business. Uh, I have a company. I'm running my own company. But just I want to learn cooking. That's it. Then I choose this school. It's a food company or a different no, type no, of company? No, 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 different. It's a marine services company. It's totally far away from cooking. You are doing services for the barges coming. You have to make their paper, their license, everything. What they need you, you should make for them before they come to the, you know, that's it. So that's a pretty full-on uh, business to be running. Have you found it difficult to run such a, a busy and successful business while also studying uh, full-time as well? At all, no. I didn't find no difficulty. I enjoyed here so much because I'm far away from what I used to do last 20 years, let's say, yeah. I, I like so much here. I, like, I wanna to try something new, I never do it. Then I think here the right place. Could you see yourself trying to work professionally in a kitchen in the future, becoming a chef? Uh, no, maybe my own business. But to work for other, no. To have my own business, maybe, is, is possible. 
What, what would that be, like a restaurant or a cafe? It's a cafe or restaurant, it depends. It depends where or who the people you will target them, I don't know. No, no idea, still not yet, but maybe, maybe. Is is good to have a certificate from here? Is good. If I will not run that business or something happen, I have another thing. Yeah, you're in a good position. There's there's a stereotype that um, cooking or learning to cook, doing a culinary diploma is for young young people, maybe sort of 16, 17, 18 year olds, people who are in their late teens, early 20s. You and me, we're in our 40s. What would you say to older people who are listening to this and thinking, Maybe I'm too old to go to to school. You are not too old for nothing. You're still healthy. Age is nothing. You can learn. Every day you can learn new things. You can get new certificates. Maybe I will finish from here. I will get another certificate in some other field or in in something. We're still in the life. Every day we can learn new things. It doesn't matter your age. So you've almost finished. Is there anything for you that was very special or you enjoyed a lot? Uh, I enjoyed a lot poultry things, how to debone the legs, how to ma- and the meat too. I, I like that part. And I find it so easy more than we, uh, we, we may, we, where how they make at home is they complicate things, but actually it's not complicated at all. That's what it surprised me. The steaks and these things are, are, are very easy, but we at home, we complicate <laughs> things. So if you know the correct technique, it's, it makes the things. the correct technique, how to make steaks, how to debone, uh, how to cut the steak, how to debone the legs or anything is uh, really, uh, I, like, I like that part really. In week number 12, you guys have been in charge and, and yeah, leading the kitchen. All the, we will be a chef and we have to do the full menu. Have you had your turn doing this yet? Tomorrow. Oh, how are you feeling about taking charge of the kitchen tomorrow? I'm so nervous. <laughs> you know, to be a chef is not easy. <laughs> I'm so nervous how to introduce the food, how to uh, divided the work between us. I don't know. I'm so nervous and excited, both of them. <laughs> Have you got a plan? Like, you know, you're thinking, okay, I'm going to yeah, ask these I... people to do this task and so on. No. I, I will be the chef. I am the one I, who decided who make that. No, I will not ask. I will be... <laughs> Are you good at leading people? Yeah. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, Scaffa offers a range of short courses for amateurs and professionals. They're held on Saturday mornings from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can sign up for one lesson or a series and become proficient in a key area. I sat down with Chef Toyo to find out how it works, and she started by explaining what skills you can learn. Uh, So the cake decorating, basically, we teach you from measuring also but we uh, concentrate only on cakes. We make red velvet cakes. I teach you how to layer cakes, how to cover your cake with buttercream, how to cover with fondant, how to make simple roses with your gum paste. Cupcakes, you know, figurines, easy things that an amateur can do. Okay, so even if you take the cake decorating, you can actually start making cakes from home. It's that good. It's, uh, it's three, four hours a day for five weeks, but you can do something with it. You can do one class, but it's better if you do the whole thing so by the end you can actually do something properly. 
You can pick just one. If you want to know how to make just buttercream, you can come just for the buttercream class. If you want to learn how to make um, cupcakes, you can come for the cupcake class, whatever you want. Who's signing up for these classes? And do people tend to just do one or do they come and do, do the whole thing? A lot thing? of people do the whole thing. What about people that work in bakeries and want to know more? They come for the whole thing. Some people who want to... Anybody. Uh, teenagers come, uh, housewives, you know, working mothers who just want to do things for their kids. People who want to start a tiny business, like a home business, you know. People like that come. People who just want to do it as a hobby, they come as well. See, I'm calling it the amateur class, but based mm -hmm. upon what you told me there, it seems like... It's an amateur class, but it's... Uh, it's, it attracts uh, professionals as well. Yes, yeah, some professionals. Yeah. Some professionals. It's basically, it's a foundation in a particular set of skills that people yeah. may well have like, missed mm -hmm. out on. Yes. Because some people, I guess, they go into pastry without ever having done a qualification in it. Mm -hmm. how, how, I know. How frequently do those guys end up signing up to, to the classes? A lot. A lot. Yeah. Because one, they need the qualifications, and two, they need the foundation because they know how to do one thing. But they don't know how to do other things, so they need it. So it's co it's good, actually. It's good. It's something I would advise people to do. Now, someone I worked with regularly when I was studying on the professional kitchen course was Seema, a very talented baker with boundless energy and a positive approach to every challenge. She graduated at the same time as me and is now seeing the fruits of her training. Hi, I'm Seema Latif. I'm 63 years old and I live in Karachi, Pakistan. I've been in the food industry for about 14, 15 years. And uh, I've done a lot of courses while I was living in London. I've done the Locodon Blow course. I've done a lot of, I've done some kind of pastry courses in Paris. And then in London, I was uh, already doing this catering business. I started off with making cakes and cupcakes and stuff like that for weddings and birthdays and parties. So initially started with like friend circle, then it became bigger and bigger. Eventually, I progressed to catering. And then I progressed to doing supper clubs in my house. And it, it was always like Pakistani food for non-Pakistani people and uh, uh, non-Pakistani food for Pakistani people. So I kind of learned along the way to do various cuisines, if that's how I can put it. So that's what I did, really. What was your connection with food as you, as you grew up in Pakistan? And, and how, how important was it in your life? My connection was only that I ate. <laughs> and... My, <laughs> And I loved eating. And my, my grandmother was a fabulous cook. And she would beg me every day, please learn. When you get married, you will not know anything. You don't even know how to boil rice. So literally, that's how I was. And, uh, but my grandmother was a fabulous, fabulous cook. And she made the most wonderful Pakistani food, obviously. So I, we grew up with that. I don't know if you know this. Uh, that was a real staple in our house at lunchtime uh, called kari. Yeah, and then the stuff like uh, biryani, which you all obviously know, but then the stuff like nehari, which was quite popular in our house. Nehari is like, it's, it's, a, it's a beef dish, which is just gravy and beef, big chunks of beef. And uh, you cook it, uh, and then at some point you add flour in it, so it becomes like a little bit gooey and sticky. The rice is like, like glutinous. And then you eat it with a lot of condiments, like very finely chopped uh, ginger and green chilies and uh, onion and stuff and then you put it on top and sprinkle a lot of lemon and you have it with naan and it's really delicious so that was very quite popular in our house. How did you end up uh, studying at Scaffer in Dubai? 
couple of years ago, we moved to Karachi, Pakistan. My husband got a job here and my kids were all grown up and they were on their own. So we thought we'd give it a shot in Karachi. And uh, I had some friends over there. They suggested if I was kind of not being, I was not very happy being in Karachi initially. Also. So I thought that was a nice opportunity. It give me a break. And I went for about three months. It was honestly one of the nicest times I've had doing the course. And I learned a lot in SCAFA. I thought I knew a lot, but whatever I knew got even more refined. So I have a lot to be grateful to for doing this, for SCAFA doing this for me. And I have enjoyed every minute of it. What did you originally plan to do with the, the qualifications at SCAFA and what have you ended up doing? I just don't plan anything. I just do things. And I've always been like that. And as I'm doing something, so miraculously, some opportunity comes along and I just just follow that and I do it. So, so for example, I was doing my catering and when I came to Karachi, uh, amid lockdown, it, it, it was like not very nice and we were all isolated and nobody was meeting, nobody obviously. So I started cooking and I started uh, selling my food and people would come and pick it up. And I was in the kitchen like all day, which is fine during thing. And initially I was really excited because I was making a lot of money, but uh, then I got bored and I got tired because it was, I was just standing in the kitchen and then this opportunity came to do scaffa. So I was like, oh, thank God, nice time. So I went and all the hard work because I was helping them with the cloud kitchen and stuff originally with their Pakistani dishes and all. So I was in scaffa for like till six, seven in the evening. But then when I came back, I realized it was so much fun for, for the chefs to teach us. And I said, now I have the confidence so I can teach. So I started cooking classes. That's what I'm doing, and they're doing really well. In fact, I have one dim sum class on Saturday again. I have one today at two, and I have a, a class on Saturday. And people keep asking me to redo the classes because more and more people want to do it. So I did like a Vietnamese vegan class. I did four classes of that, and then I went away. Saturday will be my fourth or fifth dim sum class. So after the that class, I'm going to change the cuisine, and I'm doing a Lebanese, I call them workshops. I'm doing a Lebanese workshop and uh, so I already have people signed in. So the classes are doing really well. So I'm enjoying doing that. And people are finding it quite refreshing here because uh, here when they say a cooking class, uh, it's all like a demonstration. You come, you sit, you watch, they give you recipes and they demonstrate and then you go home. And uh, here I, they come, they do all the chopping. I teach them how to cut julienne, I teach them how to cut brunoise, I teach them how to do chevronade, stuff like that. And then this is all I've learned from Scapa. And uh, and then uh, I make them do all their work. Fantastic. Yeah. Sounds amazing, Seema. <laughs> and, and do you think you're going to keep doing that? Or have you got plans? Could you ever see yourself opening, you know, a cafe? Yes, so, yes I have. Uh, I'm loving doing this. But I have some options where I, people are asking me, uh, open a cafe here. We will set the whole thing up and uh, you pay a little bit of rent and you pay a little bit of commission. So I'm thinking I might do that. I might want to do that. And uh, I'm thinking I might do that autolengi style. So it will be kind of less, it will be less work for me as opposed to a la carte. And then there I have a couple of other options that I'm uh, investigating. But I, like I said, I don't know. I just go with the flow kind of thing. I don't know if I, my initial reaction always, oh God, I don't do this. 
oh god it's going to be so much time i'll be standing like from 5 in the morning till 10 in the evening <laughs> working i'm too old i don't want to do that so my initial reaction and then slowly slowly i think about it and so i might do one or the other i'm not sure We're almost out of time on this episode of Chef's Dream, but before we go, let's catch up with two students who stepped up this week to lead the brigade, Arman and Lara. For me, this two weeks uh, have been really fun. You know, every day I wake up and I'm like, you know, I have to enter a kitchen as a chef. You know, so there will be one of my colleagues would be a chef, head chef, but then you know, working as a team together on one specific dish and you know, dishing it out at a specific time asked by the chef that you know, I need this. at this point of time and you have to give it to me so yeah it's it's kind of fun environment to be in a kitchen where you know you're getting uh, the environment of a real kitchen where you have to time your dishes you have to plate it accordingly the way you you, ha- you will serve it in a restaurant like that kind of thing it is so yeah it's really exciting i've been in charge of the kitchen twice Ooh. and i must say it's been quite an interesting experience challenges all your teamwork abilities uh, all in all it's been a great learning experience you know because one uh, realizes uh, it's not really very easy to give orders it takes a lot of uh, convincing and persuasion on your part to be able to uh, get the other uh, the person on the opposite side to comply with what you're saying or to agree with what you know you're saying and to do it happily and willingly If you had your own little place that didn't have a lot of covers, 20 covers or 15 covers or something and just like a, a tea, you know somebody young working under you in the kitchen so you could lead and cook at the same time. Ah, uh, oh my god, then that would be utopia. No, aren't all of us looking for that? Ray, somewhere I think we all are. Yeah, I would like that eventually. I did come to Scafa for that because uh the dream is that i want to open my own little eatery one day maybe here or back home in india but wherever i am but yes have a few people working under me but everyone working as a team and uh, not necessarily just me owning the place but just that having one cake from which we all get our pieces you know that's the way i look at things yeah Next time on Chef Stream, the students prepare for their final assessments. Nothing actually in the menu today is hard. We practice everything. I know that I will do well. Chef Francisco talks us through his professional career. Many times, you know, I would go to restaurants, you know, hole in the wall, and uh, I would love the food. And I would go and say, "I'm a cook. Would you take me for free on the weekends?" And they would take me. And Lara explains her emotions on completing the course. Yeah, so I don't want to end of course because the um, you know I'm loving it, but I do feel that somewhere, you know, this is the time that you're ready to take the leap now and you really need to get out in the real world and uh, you know see how it goes. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you don't miss the season finale. You can also subscribe and give us a five-star review to help share our story. If you want to find out more about Scaffa, you can check out their website at scaffa.ae. Scaffa is spelled S C A F A, or follow them on Instagram at scaffa.dubai. Scaffa also has a culinary school in Lahore, Pakistan. You can find them online at scaffa.pk or follow on Instagram at scaffa.lahore. You can follow me at Ray's Menu. Until next time happy cooking